Thank you for tuning in to Bible Storming Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, our aim is to help you be intentional in how you think about the Bible. It is more than just reading the words. It is about diving deep into the text. So let's study together. Here is your host, Daniel Webster. What is up, Bible Stormers? Welcome back to Season 2 of the Scattered Abroad Network, and specifically Season 2 of the Bible Storming Podcast. I'm so glad you're joining me once again. I'm so glad you're, you're here still, which is mind-blowing to me, but I'm so glad that you're still here uh, for the next season of Bible Storming. Now, if you remember, the first season was about God. We, were, we just spent the, the entire season talking about whatever came to mind involving God. And we're going to do the same thing again in this season because we got to the end of that season and I kind of realized that um, trying to cover God in one season was a gigantic mistake. So we're, we're going back to, the, back to the same well, I guess, in this season, the second season of the Bible Storming Podcast. And I, I'm got, I've got a, what I think is a super exciting uh, layout for you guys. And uh, I'm super excited to study it. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you can get something out of it as well. But I'm super excited for this season and I'm super excited for what we're talking about today. Now, Today, I'm joined by myself, by a guest whose name is also Daniel, but his name is Daniel Parrish. Um, so Daniel, go ahead and introduce yourself. Let us know what you're about, what you're up to, et cetera. Well, what's up, everybody? Um, my name is Daniel Parrish. As he mentioned, um, I met this Daniel through church camp, and we just kind of hit it off. We realized we were the exact baby. same person. Yeah. Um, in a weird way. Dressing on our salad. So that's Amen. where we made the connection. <laughs> that's where it started, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, but yeah, I'm a youth minister uh, in central Arkansas, and um, I think the Bible is literally amazing and really have a passion for sharing it and uh, and also studying it, just being a learner of it, because I feel like the, the deeper um, that I go, uh, just the more profound and amazing that it gets. Uh, so, so yeah. Man, in your line of work, I'm, I'm glad that you like to study the Bible. <laughs> seems like that'd be a good thing in, in what you do. No, but I appreciate that about you. And that's one of the reasons why I'm super excited to have you on for this episode and to get through what we're talking about. So without further ado, let's dive in. Today, we're talking about, it's hard to, it's hard to know exactly how to phrase it, but it's something that I think is so incredibly important on like a, a doctrinal and theological level, but then also on a practical level where this thing that we're talking about really impacts our lives, like everything about our lives on a daily basis. So where it begins is with the garden, right? Genesis 1, talking about the image of God. So Daniel, if you will, go ahead and tell us like why this matters. So we're, we're talking about the image of God and kind of how we can glorify God today, like what, what our purpose is, how does this work? Like how, how does all of this tie together? And what does this mean for our daily lives? So Daniel, t t tell us just like a, a couple minutes worth of why this matters for our lives. Um, so for me, you know, I grew up in the, in the church and whenever we got down to talking about like purpose and what is our purpose as a Christian, um, it always felt kind of like this uh, tug of war or maybe like a tennis match kind of of this uh, thought of, well, our whole purpose is to glorify God, but then when you ask somebody, well, how do how do I do that? <laughs> what does that yeah, even it's mean? Like, <laughs> it's like, uh, well, you do that by being the image of God, and then it's just like, okay, well, how do I do that? And then it's like, well, you you're the image of God by glorifying Him in everything that you do, and then it's just like, you know, this kind of like back and forth kind of thing. Um, Super great circular reasoning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It just kind of keeps everything in the abstract of 
you know, this really fuzzy idea of, well, we're here to glorify God, but what does that mean? And what does that have to do with, uh, you know, when I'm at school or when I'm at work or uh, the different encounters that I have every single day uh, with people? Or what about these hobbies that I'm into? Like, does it apply to that? Or does it have anything to do with it? Or is glorifying God just about singing a couple of songs for, you know, uh, a couple of hours a week with my church congregation. Um, so I think it really matters, this idea of imaging God or glorifying God, because it gives us a sense of purpose um, in every facet of our lives. Um, but you kind of have to dig deeper than just the abstract concept of it in order to really grasp, like, why does it matter for my life? And what exactly is the story that's happening around me that I'm participating in right now? Yeah, like, we, we talk about a lot of like ideas, like a, a lot that has to do with the intellectual side of Christianity. And if you know me, you know that I'm, I'm really big into that. Like, I, I love that about Christianity, how it really is an intellectual religion. And it re- in a lot of ways, it really is an abstract, abstract religion where a lot of our favorite concepts and stuff are abstract concepts. Mm-hmm. But the thing that I love about God, one of the things that I love about God is that he over and over again has this way of taking these big abstract concepts, like let's take love as an example. He takes this big abstract concept of love, like what is what is love? It's just a, it's an, it's an idea, right? It has this warm fuzzy feeling, but then he takes that that concept and he brings it into real life. Mm-hmm. He he sends his own son, right, and shows us what ultimate love really is about. Like he gives us this example to where it's it's in real life, and we can take that real life example and apply it to our real lives and try to try to do the same thing, right? So that's one thing that that God. I think does for us a lot of the time, and he does it in his word, and he does it through his example of, of his son. Um, so, so that's what we're trying to do in this episode, is to take this abstract concept of purpose and of glorifying God. And so I guess I'll go ahead and connect that really quickly, connect those dots super quickly. Yeah. So um, we were talking about this the other day, Dan, Dan, other Daniel and I were. <laughs> that's that's going to be super confusing, yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> anyway, um, so we were talking about this, and so for, for me personally, I have like this, this trio of verses that I go back to thinking about my purpose, and they're Ephesians 2.10, which is my favorite Bible verse, which says that we were created in Christ Jesus, so we're born again, right, for good works. So that's the purpose of our salvation. Well, what's the purpose of good works? If they're why we've been saved, then why does that matter? Like, what is their purpose? And so Jesus says in Matthew 5, 16, that we're supposed to do good works to glorify our Father in heaven. So the purpose of good works is to glorify God, right? Well, then 1 Peter 2, 9, Peter kind of gets there in a quicker way. He says that we've been called out of darkness so that we can proclaim the praises of him who called us out of this darkness into his marvelous light. So that's why we've been saved, right? That's the purpose of our salvation, therefore the purpose of our lives. And so we're supposed to do good works, but but on like a it's kind of interesting. I was thinking about this on what we're talking about is like, it's, it's an ultimate scale, but then it's also like the the smallest possible scale. Like it, it covers like from the, the top to the bottom. Um, but we were talking the other day, Daniel and I were about Genesis one and how God creates these first two people, right? According to the Genesis account. And he gives them this purpose for their lives in the garden. If you will speak into that for just just a little bit, yeah. So when we were talking about purpose, this question kind of hit me, um, and it kind of goes back to I think a really good study habit, which is um, reading the Bible with empathy and really thinking about okay, well, how was this understood in the original um, in the original context? Like how were the first 
how did the first hearers of this message understand or hear uh, the concepts or the principles? Um, and I, I really got to think about that when we were talking about purpose. And I was just like, well, what did the people of the Old Testament think that their purpose was? Because, you know, here we are. Um, we were at an ice cream shop. Here we are in an ice cream shop talking about the Wish New we Testament. Were there now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, here we are at an ice cream shop talking about the New Testament and, you know, giving glory to God in everything that we do, um, you know, good works um, and, and all these things. But for a generation of people that didn't have that yet, who just had the creation account, um, how did they understand their purpose or what their life was about? Um, and, you know, I really think once you see this concept in Genesis, it really uh, is really profound, actually, uh, and is something you can trace uh, all the way through the New Testament and really uh, make some concepts make a little bit more sense. Yeah, so it kind of begins in Genesis 1 and verse 27, right, where God says that he's going to make man in his own image. <clears throat> so God has made man, and he's made us, humanity, in his image, which distinguishes us from any other type of, of being, right? He, he didn't create animals like that. So he's made man in his own image. Now, what does that mean? Well, when you trace that word image throughout the, the rest of the Old Testament, the Hebrew word, and, and even into the New Testament, I think, talks about this. Um, in a lot of the cases, it's talking about an idolatrous image, right? Where you have this, this idol that's been crafted by some human. So he, he makes this God for himself. And then he worships this image, this God. And really, it's, it, when you think about it, it's just he's making his God in his own image, right? This person is creating this God to be whomever he wants it to be. He, he's creating a God in his own image and then worshiping that God. So he, he's worshiping himself, right? Basically, because he's created this God for his purposes with his own intentions and created it for himself. So, that's how this word image is, is used most of the time in the Old Testament. But here in Genesis 1, God says, let us make man in our image. So when you, when you think about an image, like think of an image that you have on your phone. So if you have an image, uh, like say you're, you're a grandfather. If you're listening to this, you're, you're probably not. But let, let's imagine you're a grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> and so you have this, this picture on your phone of, say, your granddaughter. Now, that picture is an image, right? It's, it's not actually your granddaughter. But it is an image of your granddaughter. It's it's a it resembles her. It it is an image of her that you can show to other people and say, hey, this is this is what my granddaughter is like. This is what she looks like, right? This this conveys something of her to you. It communicates something about her to you. Well, as we were talking about this, and as we were thinking about this concept of imaging, so we kind of fast forwarded in our conversation to B, from BC to AD, and mm -hmm. we said, well, there's somebody else. Who, who was especially in, in, a, in a really significant and unique kind of way in God's image, right? Now, you probably know where this is going. So in Colossians 1 verse 15, Paul says that Jesus Christ is the image of the invisible God, right? So Jesus came to earth, and like, like John 1.18 says, that no one has seen God at any, at any time, but Jesus has revealed him. He's declared him. The, the Greek word there is... is the word from which we get our word exegete, right? So if you've been to, to preaching school or anything, you know what that you know what that means. You you, you go, go into a text and take out its meaning. So you you reveal the text to your audience. That's what Jesus did with God, right? He took this God whom none of us have ever seen, and he gave us a real life example of, of him, 
He showed us what God looks like in human form on earth. He was the image of the invisible God. Now, also in in Hebrews 1 and and verse 3, it says that he is the exact imprint of God's nature. So he showed us what God looked like, right? Just like that image on your phone is is something that points to the actual person. Like it, it shows you a resemblance. It shows you what they look like. That's what Jesus did. He pointed us to God. He showed us what God looks like in real life and gave us that example. Anything you want to add? Yeah. Uh, you know, taking this back to the Old Testament, um, I feel like it's such a weird paradox to think about um, this idea that one of the first commands God gave to people is don't make any images. Um, and yeah, I think part of that is because you are, <laughs> you know, like you're supposed to be that image. You're supposed to be an image of God. Like you yourself are supposed to be a representative because you, you think about it. That's exactly what an image is. Like, you know, I think about um, statues that are set up for people and, uh, it's this concept of, you know, setting something up to bring honor to somebody else. So when you see it, it's like, um, wow, this, whoever the statue is made after this image is made after they're very important. Mm. Um, like they are almost like larger than life kind of, it's just this idea of bringing glory and honor to somebody through making an image for them. And uh, I think this idea of us being made in the image of God is that's what that's what we are. We're his representatives to show people what he is like um, really everywhere we go. We're not, you know, stone that just sits there and, you know, looks good but doesn't do anything. Wait, it's, we're not? <laughs> no. Okay. I don't mean I'm not at least, <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's just really uh, thinking about that concept of just like <laughs> that being one of the the commands to humans is like, don't make an image. I think it's partly because we are one, but the temptation is to make images after ourselves to bring glory and honor uh, to right. ourselves instead of to God. And it's not obviously not that we like worship ourselves, but yeah. that we want yeah, yeah, yeah. to be God's image, mm-hmm. like not our own images. And like, dude, this, we, when we were, when we started talking about this, we realized like this is all over the new Testament. <laughs> like yeah. really this concept of being like, like Paul said in first Corinthians 11, one, imitate me just as I also imitate Christ, right? So Christ is God's image on earth, and then we want to be an image of Christ. Like, we want to take that image and pattern our lives after it. Like, we're, we're manipulating these pixels. Like, we're in Photoshop, <laughs> but like real-life Photoshop, trying to manipulate this image to where it actually looks like the original image. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, 2 Corinthians 3, verse 18, Paul says that we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, so the, so the glory of Jesus, are being transformed into the same image into the same image as him from one degree of glory to another. So like this, this is in in many ways what, what our purpose is like, it's to be the image of God on earth. Uh, Not, not that we're trying to be, be God or take the place of God, but that as, as much as we can, we're trying to become like the image of God. We're, We're trying to emulate the example of Jesus and shine his light, not our own lights, but shine his light by being transformed into his own image. Like, Paul said in, in Romans 12, right? The, the verse we've all, we've all heard. If you grew up in the church, you heard this over and over and over again at youth rallies and, and stuff, that we're, we're not to be conformed to the world, but to be transformed, right? By the renewal of your mind. Just like Paul says in 2 Corinthians 3. So we're transformed into Jesus' image. Like we're, we're trying to image that. So 
it really changes just about everything ab- about our lives. Yeah, yeah. Um, so just a just a question for me, like how do you, if we're to bring that into like, you know, kind of away from the abstract, like what, is, what does that look like for us today in just like a broader sense than just the three hours that we're at church every week? <laughs> right. My, my first thought goes to um, John 13, where we have this beautiful image, I guess, mm-hmm. of Jesus getting down on the floor and washing these nasty feet. Like, <laughs> that, that's not something that um, <laughs> probably most of us have ever done. Mm-hmm. No, it's not something that any of us want to ever do. But he gets down on the floor and he washes these nasty feet. And if you remember, in verse 2 of, of John 13, it says that the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot to betray Jesus. And, and it says later on that Jesus knew that he was going to betray him. So Jesus knows that this, this man's literally going to give him up to die. Like he's, he's literally, his, this, his friend is going to in, indirectly murder him. But he gets down on his feet and, or he gets down on his knees and washes that man's feet. And, you know, it, it, washing your friend's feet is one thing, <laughs> even though it's nasty enough. But like washing the feet of your friend who's literally about to murder you, indirectly, obviously, but um, for the sake of, effect <laughs> about yeah. to murder you getting down on your knees and washing his feet like man that's and and philippians 2 you know he came to be a servant like he he gave up the um he, he didn't count equality with god a thing to be grasped right but he emptied himself and took on a different form a different image the form of a servant the form of a human and became like one of us and then we try to become like him yeah so what do you think yeah i, I think you're you're spot on i mean um it's, I guess, um, like, uh, I guess for me, it's this idea that coming to an understanding of who God is, is so critical to this idea because, um, because we are his representatives. Like when people see us, they're supposed to see what God is like. And, um, it's supposed to be, uh, just like you were talking about in, in Matthew, where they see what we are doing, and the glory doesn't go to us, but instead it goes to God. Um, but that comes with this idea that understanding what God is like, like what what it, how does He respond to situations, um, uh, and and kind of transforming that into every facet of your life. Um, let me just kind of give a broad illustration real quick. Um, I, I love hanging out with creative people in a lot of um, different um, creative circles. Um, and one thing that I really have kind of picked up on is that sometimes uh, someone will create something and they will hand it off to somebody else and um, and then that person will take their creation and uh one of two things will happen they will either (laughs) not be faithful to it and it just kind of comes to nothing and it is you know ruined in a sense or they take it and they see the potential that was placed into it and uh they themselves become creative with it Mm. um i think there's something to be said about that with 
imaging God in the sense that God created this world and he created man as his image um, and, and basically gave him, uh, he, he gave him the reins in, in a sense, you know, in the fir- very first command is be fruitful and multiply, uh, have dominion, uh, subdue the earth. It's like, you know, I, you're going to rule on my behalf in this world, represent me in the way that you live. And, and so, in a sense, we glorify God by taking what he's created and what he's given us and being faithful to it and, uh, and really, you know, bringing out the potential in it and working it and uh, bearing fruit. I know that's a very common thing uh, that's talked about in, in the Bible as far as like what we do. Um, and, and just overall, you know, living in such a way that we're, we're taking everything that God has given us and um, producing good works through it in, in a way that people see it and their immediate response is like, man, God is so good. Like yeah. uh, just far, far bigger, far greater um, than anything else. Man, when you're talking, two thoughts came to my mind. I'll give the second one um, first. <laughs> so you're talking about like creative types and, and how when somebody takes it over, it can go one of two ways, right? Well, man, that brought me right back to, I think, the first verse we talked about, which is Ephesians 2.10, mm-hmm. that we are God's workmanship. Like, when you, when you dive into that word, it's like we are his masterpiece. The, the Greek words, it's poema. It's um, where we get our word poem. Mm-hmm. And so we don't want to go too far with that. But in yeah. a sense, we could say that we are God's poem, in yeah. a sense. There's a little nugget. Right. <laughs> we are his masterpiece. Like, God is this creative entity who creates us. And then as, as new spiritual creatures, and then we can go one of two ways, right? We can, yeah. we can either be molded into his image and take what he's given us and is giving us and give it right back to him in the form of glory, or we can go the other direction. I guess that's, that's up to us to choose. Yeah. The second thing, uh, or the first thing that came to mind, second thing I want to talk about, because it'll bring us right to the end here, is what you said kind of at the beginning, and that is how can we image God how can we look like him? How can we act like him? How can we be like him unless we know what he's like? And I'm so glad you brought that up because that's a great plug to keep listening to season two <laughs> of the Bible Story Podcast. So <laughs> I'm so glad that you tuned in for this, this episode. And um, Daniel, in just a second here, I'll give you like a 20, 30 second spot to just give us, leave us a golden nugget, whatever you think fits. <laughs> but just want to say super, super glad to have Daniel on today. And um, hope it's not the last time we hear his voice. And and just so just so thankful for you tuning in and listening. If you haven't yet, hit that subscribe button. Give us a rating. Give us a review. Do all the things. Help us out. We appreciate it. Um, and hopefully we can reach more and more people with this effort. And if you haven't yet, go ahead and check out the rest of the Scattered Abroad Network podcast. The, the rest of the guys are great guys, and they're doing great work. And um, they deserve your ears for just just a few minutes. So, Daniel, give us that golden nugget, and we'll sign off. <laughs> Put me on the spot, man. Right, <laughs> dude. I I really don't know what else to say after you know studying this and just saying God is good beyond anything you can understand. Mm. Um, but uh, dive into understanding more because it is just so life changing and uh, so transforming. The more you come to know God. Mm. Amen. See y'all next time. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. 
If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms, and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ, even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.